Five with Marie here at Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every week that will leave you inspired and wanting to come back for more. Today's special guest, Lisa King. Her Instagram handle is The Fulfilled Pharmacist, and she is here today to talk to us about menopause and how life changes and all of the things we need to do, continue to move forward in living our best lives. So stay tuned. Lisa is coming on and her handle once again on Instagram is The Fulfilled Pharmacist. Lisa will be joining us shortly. Welcome. So I gave I'm excited to be here again. I know from season one and now we're in season three and you have so many new incredible things to share with us and to share with the audience and to learn more about how to live that positive healthy life even if you are still in your 20s and 30s you can learn a lot today but also going into your 40s your 50s your 60s and moving forward because life never stops right exactly and and that's one thing as as you said being in even when i was in my 20s i wish i would have known then what i know now (laughs) uh because honestly it's just been a health journey, and, I, and they always call it a journey, but I'm sure for the same thing for you. I, I wish I would have known then what I know now. So if I would have uh, been on this path a little bit sooner, I feel like I'd feel even better than I do now. But yeah, it's never too young to start. Never too young and never too late. Exactly. So that that's always the plus in the world. You're never too young to learn, and you're never too old to learn, and it's never too late to start moving exactly. forward. Yeah, and I think when we really view the world that way, things start to open and change rather than you always saying, well, I should have or I could have, right? Exactly, and you know, I'm all about tiny changes that make big results and better health. So even if you just do one thing daily, because a lot of times change will seem overwhelming. So if you feel like you have to go gluten-free and you have to exercise and drink more water and, and all this stuff, then sometimes it feels very daunting and you don't do anything, but just do one tiny thing a day and it's just all a journey. Yeah, and that's also your book, Tiny Life Changes, which is an amazing book. Everyone, you need to go out to order it on Amazon today or where else can they order your book from? Barnes Barnes & Noble. Okay. um, They can go to tinylifechanges.com and there is a link to both Amazon and Barnes & Noble on there. That's amazing. Yes, it's a great book. It's And it's little, so you can actually carry it with yes. you wherever you go in the world to remind yourself about the tiny life changes that you need to make in your life to live your best life with yes. anything and that's going on. Exactly. And thank you for saying that because that was our hope when we wrote the book. I wrote the book with my sister that you could just throw the book into a bag while you were and read it while you're in the car or at a doctor's office or wherever it may be. And it's it's very simple reminders, not long at all, just great way to keep going on any journey, goal journey that you have, health journey or any journey. It's so true. And, um, yeah, we all need that little poke and reminder. And why not carry it with you? Exactly. I love your book, too. I'm reading, and I feel like I'm getting to know you more through your book as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I can't wait to see see the ending when you're finally finished with the book to yes. the, the wow factor of, well, let me ask you this. Have I made you cry yet? Not yet. It's <laughs> I, have, I have both 
books all over my house, and I even wrote about that in Tech Life Changes. So yours is the downstairs books. So when I'm downstairs, I read. When I have a few extra minutes on the couch, that type of thing. So I'm reading downstairs. So I'm getting. I love getting to know you, and I. And we'll talk about this more. I feel like we have so much in common. I know we're about the same age, and I just feel like growing up, we had so much in common. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we grew up in the world of uh, get it done. Mm -hmm. get moving, yeah. um, get a job, and it didn't matter. You Once you turned 18, it was like, okay, life is here. It, go for it. And today's changed. The world has changed. And oh, yeah. I think that moving forward in today's world, as parents of children, we were the – I was a helicopter mom. My mother was not a helicopter mom. She was a working mother, and I had a working father. And life was just different back then, and you just had to get up and go. So that's kind of like what we're going to talk about today, Yeah. about get up and go and take care of you. So when um, we were talking, and I love all the posts you have been doing, by the way, amazing posts, so informative for every woman on the spectrum and also for men to understand what your wife or your girlfriend or your lover is going through. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the importance of gut health, autoimmunity, and the overall wellness of the simple things you can do to improve your life, which we already talked about it, but now let's get into the nitty gritty of gut health and moving forward. Yes, and, it, and it's so interesting because I'm doing this course right now on holistic herbalism, and I did not know this, that the word holistic comes from the word whole. I mean, it's so obvious. How, how come I didn't know that as a pharmacist? But um, as a pharmacist, I was not trained in holistic medicine mm -hmm. or even integrative medicine at the time. I've been a pharmacist for almost 33 years now. So really, what I was trained to do was to see a patient with a diagnosis and then the medication came in where you kind of put a band-aid over everything mm -hmm. and so really now I'm learning and I've been on this journey for a while and I know you have too where we have to fix the root cause so gut health really starts with really the basis of health so it helps with boosting immunity which is so important right now I know immunity is really on the top of everybody's mind with um, COVID right now and then also it helps with autoimmunity. Um, you and I both have an autoimmune disease um, yourself with the MS. And colitis. Now, I, now colitis is on my list, which is and gut. Exactly. And myself with interstitial cystitis, when mm -hmm. I was first diagnosed, it was not thought to be autoimmune, but now it is. So really, it's and it helps boost your mood when you have good gut health. So there's just... So many things you can do. Obviously, take a probiotic, and um, I actually brought some goodies today. I know perfect. You're not be able to see it on the podcast, but well, you can show them. You can pick them up and show them to us. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite probiotic. They're Nutrisuits Loser's Chews. Can you hold I'm it up a little bit higher? Uh, doing a giveaway today, and the reason I like these is there's a probiotic, a prebiotic, and then vitamin D. So really, just very, very effective. But, I mean, whatever probiotic, just really something to help boost your gut health is very, very important. And even for women that I talk to who have um, bladder issues, chronic UTIs, gut health is just so important. So take that probiotic bone broth. I know um, we were talking about that last <laughs> night. 
so healing for the gut. I mean, honestly, I, I have gotten bone broth a few times a week, but I'm going to be upping my bone broth because really the L-glutamine in there, so many things in there to just help with that gut health, help with leaky gut syndrome, which can cause autoimmunity. So just so many different things you can do, eating fruits and vegetables, high fiber foods to help keep things moving. Another thing that I thought was very, very interesting was for natural detoxing, I always recommended going to the bathroom twice a day. And so when we were talking about this in um, gut health in my holistic herbalism class last week, they were saying you should go to the bathroom after every meal. So a lot of people don't realize this. So it's important to keep things moving to help toxins. I did not know that. I did. I did uh, either. So I. I mean, if I, I, if I'm lucky, I go in the morning and then I go again somewhere along the day. And I thought that's like doing amazingly well. But yes. now that I know I have to go three times a day, I gotta really analyze. Okay, where in the yeah. day am I missing the link? So how do we find that missing link to know we have to expel? what is not needed from our our first brain our gut and our mind that isn't sitting in there and like stirring up chaos and becoming autoimmune issues how do we well, do that yeah definitely high fiber i mean fruits and vegetables really help push things out hydration drinking just things to help uh, get things moving in the gut and then the probiotic. That's why I love this one so much because it has a prebiotic in there that really helps the probiotic mm -hmm. work. And very, very effective probiotic. But even you know, even if you're not going that three times a day, I mean, I think two times a day is a really great aid. But um, a lot of people go far less. If you're not going even every day, that that's something to really look at and maybe even talk to your doctor about. Magnesium is a really great way also to keep things moving. And I know. This is just informational only, not um, medical advice, but, but really definitely even talk to your doctor or pharmacist about different over-the-counter products that are natural that can keep things moving for you. Exactly. Um, I know that ever since I started taking Prevenex, yes. that has changed my life. I mean, a simple, we were talking about it. I do uh, a protein shake in the morning. And then I do one after my workouts at night mm -hmm. to replenish, but I still have a meal. And since taking that and all the vitamins and everything that comes with it, probiotics, the multivitamin, the omega fish oils, I've noticed so much of a change in my body. So there are many healthy things out there, but you really need to do your research. You can't just yes. walk into a drugstore or walk into Costco or walk into, you know, Target and just look and say, oh, this looks like a pretty bottle. It should work. You got to do your research and look at the fine print and see what is that product made of because you could be making yourself worse, right? By putting yeah. a product into your system that is not made at high quality. It may be cheaper, but guess what? Right. Your doctor bills are gonna be higher because you're not consuming what you need. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have that same instance very recently that I was, um, I usually make our own smoothies at home and I was at the grocery store the other day and I saw this smoothie that was pre-made and it was 
um, you know, vanilla chai. So I, I looked at it. The first thing I always look at, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this too, is sugar content because I'm all about mm-hmm. reducing sugar for disease prevention. And this drink had 47 grams of sugar in it, which is almost twice the amount recommended by the American Heart Association for women. So it was amazing to me that people, you know, if you didn't realize it, you would just say, oh, this looks like a healthy drink that I can have for lunch. Or I've even noticed this in a lot of different green drinks that um, you can purchase at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. super high in sugar. So um, as a pharmacist, what I recommend, and I've been called out on this number, I like to preface that because it is a very generous number, 25 grams of sugar per day for women, 37.5 grams for men. That is the American Heart Association recommendation for um, preventing obesity, diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancers, you name it. So that, I think, is a really good starting point, and then your body will naturally reduce from there. I've been in some different, like, low-sugar challenges where the goal was 5 grams per day, but if you really aim for that 25 grams as a woman or 37.5 for men, your body's going to really naturally stop craving sugar. So read labels. That is so true. Yeah. So true yeah. because I don't crave sugar. Right. Now that right. I've been on this program, I do not crave sugar. And if you guys notice, you've been watching me do the podcast since May last year when and COVID when I started, I was you could see like extra rolls in my neck, my face was chubbier. I can actually like touch my wrist now. And I this has literally detoxed me and just paying attention of something I did not realize before that exactly. that this product that I take personally, Prevenex, has enhanced my life. And then everything that you put out there that I can read that is knowledgeable and moving forward will also enhance our lives. But it's up to you to read. Like you can't just buy a package because it's pretty. It's not like you're going to buy a handbag. The handbag is not going to save your gut health or your body. It is read what you are putting into your number one home right here. And Right. And I, and I think, honestly, you know, as we said earlier, it can get very overwhelming and daunting. So maybe choose what do you want to start with first. So if it is reducing sugar, start reading labels. That's how mm-hmm. I started. And, mm-hmm. then, and honestly... It's the first thing I look at when I look at uh, any package that I look at. And so even if I was having, you know, I'm, I'm gluten-free and dairy-free by choice, a gluten-free granola, um, I'll look at the sugar content and buy whichever is the cheapest. So Some people may want to make their own granola at home, but I just found like a really great granola that only had three grams of sugar per serving. Oh, wow. You know, pro- yeah, protein bars are notoriously high in sugar, but you don't want to look for ones that even say sugar-free sometimes because those will have sugar alcohol in them. Yes. And sugar alcohol can be very upsetting um, to the gut, cause, you know, gut distress, diarrhea, and it still has, you can still have to count the number of grams. So it says five grams of sugar alcohol, that's still like 2.5 grams of sugar. So even being sugar-free is not necessarily the way to go. I love that you said that because a lot of people think that is the way to go, but then yeah. you're depleting yourself of mm-hmm. that natural 25% that the body actually 
needs, but you don't crave it. Right. Exactly. And and I remember the first time I really stopped my sugar cravings because I was a mom who baked every day. That's how I showed my family love. I, I, I was known for my chocolate chip cookies, but my friend had a birthday party for my husband and there's a bakery here in town that we absolutely love. And I took one bite of the cake and it was just way too sweet for me. And I thought, I don't know if this is good or if it's bad because I, I love this cake, but it, I, I don't think I can eat it anymore. And so your body will just naturally stop craving sugar. So the other things I recommend yeah. are to have that nature's candy, the fruits and vegetables that will give you that nutrient dense food that will give you that extra energy. Drink plenty of water. Um, that really will help with energy and then rest when you need to rest. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. We grew up on work, 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 work. Uh -huh. Even if you have an autoimmune disease, you just keep going. But I really never, my, the icing on the cake in my own healing journey was when I started resting every day and taking time for myself to rest, to meditate, to relax. That was what I always say was the icing on the cake when I finally was able to get off medication and keep moving forward on my own healing journey. So Thank true. That's great advice. <laughs> What's MS? <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. I love him. That is great advice. And it truly is in your hands. Like if we we were programmed, our generation, you and I, we were programmed to, if the doctor said to do it, do it. If the yes. doctor said take this prescription, you took it. You never questioned what it was going to do to you. You never questioned how is it going to affect me long term? Today, both of us are living with really bad autoimmune diseases. And I would have to say, I don't know the actual statistics on that, but I guarantee you it's at least 79% the human race has an autoimmune disease. That's just throwing it out there with everything that I hear and I read and I go through. That's actually a number that should be done by the American Health Association and the World Health Association. How many people are living with, because there's so many, there's lupus, there's fibromyalgia, there's um, multiple sclerosis, there's, I mean, the list goes on. There's heart disease, there's diabetes, there's cancer. People don't take heart and cancer as an autoimmune but it is an autoimmune disease. Well, it's a very inflammatory. Heart disease comes from inflammation. And as you were saying earlier, how even just changing your diet reduced that inflammation. And mm -hmm. there was this picture um, of a girl's lunch we were at several years ago. And my sister was like, oh my gosh, that's when we were all eating gluten because we're just so inflamed. I mean, our faces yeah. are all heavier. Like you said, the whole... Look, our whole look is completely different than it is now. I and, know. And my weight really hasn't changed. The funny thing about it is when I look at those pictures, I actually probably weigh more now just because of menopause, but I look so much heavier back then. Isn't that, it, it's just so incredible how the human body works. We are a massive computer. We, I know. We're, we're a computer. We're a human living form of energy that is a moving computer every day and you need to feed and give energy and rest to this computer that we all live in because this is the only home we're going to get. 
we're going to travel and we're going to see worlds and we're going to move to different houses. But when you're not taking care of mind, body, soul, spirit, heart, and being your best CEO and advocate of your life, you have nobody to blame but yourself. I agree. And, and you know, the funny thing is I, I'm glad you brought that up about, you know, listening to your doctor. And I know in the community you're so supportive and so uplifting to the MS community. Thank and that you. is always my hope, too, is to give hope to women who have bladder issues. But really, you have to have the belief that you can get better. So I always say that when I went through my own interstitial cystitis journey, there was no internet. So it was good mm -hmm. and it was bad. So you, you weren't getting the great information that you can get, but also I wasn't able to see other people who were suffering on a daily mm -hmm. basis. And I always just held on to that belief that no matter what it was, okay, I'm going to try this and then this is going to help me get better. And also just that strong mindset really, I think, just kept me moving forward of um, holding on to that belief that I would get better. And I know that's what you do for your own community here as well. And I want to thank you for that because you're Aww. such a light to people who have chronic illness because thank you. you have to hold on to that hope. You have to have hope and you have to have resilience, but you also have to believe in yourself that you yes. are going to be a part of that healing journey that you cannot just rely on the doctor. And the doctor is not always right. Right. And and, and, the, and the reason why, and you'll re, you've read this in my book, and the reason why is because I just did what the doctors told me. And I kept getting worse and worse and worse. And as you saw a few months back, I posted the real truth of what one of the medications, I will not bash the medication because it works for many other MSers and people with autoimmune disease. It did not work for me. It made me extremely suicidal, and I tried to take my life. Oh, that's that is a huge red flag. That is when you say to your doctor, what does this prescription you're writing for me? What are the effects? What is the percentage? And when should I know there's a red flag to say, stop taking this medication? Mm -hmm. But we don't ask those questions. Right. And and that's where I would have to even say as a pharmacist, your pharmacist is there for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, they're an integrated part of the team too. So if, if you don't have time to ask your doctor, talk to your pharmacist about side effects. And, you know, most pharmacists are really willing to be able to talk um, to patients about that type of thing. And I was actually just talking to someone this morning about that because, uh, a lot of the ladies I talk to who have a painful bladder, they really appreciate that I have a natural approach, but also really a very deep understanding of the medication mm -hmm. that they're on. So really, it sometimes has to be a balance of the medication and doing things more naturally. So yeah, you yeah. definitely have to understand your medications as well. Exactly. I mean, I, I am not 100% medicating free. I still take Cymbalta every day. Cymbalta actually was designed, as you know, for cancer patients and heart disease to help them get through the physical pain and the depression that the disease puts you through. Well, now they're subscribing it to multiple sclerosis patients as well because it has that frontal pain blocker right here where our brains register pain and it actually tricks your brain to say the pain is not as bad as it is, but then that's also a learning key. You have to know what your pain threshold is. Right. 
every day. And when you're feeling great, you have to know how much you can push yourself when you are on a medication like this and then never skip it once you start it and always keep a journal. Did I have a bad yes. day today? Did my personality go from zero to a billion of insaneness? Mm-hmm. And that also goes to gut health too. So can you help us as a as the pharmacist behind your life over 30 years? Someone comes to you and says, I've been doing this for a week. I can't get into my doctor. How can you help me to understand where the warning signs are? Well, I think writing it down in a journal is, as you said, really, really important to just know. And that even for people living with chronic pain, I like the journaling as well because Sometimes, you know, and I, I myself completely understand living in very chronic pain. You think, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, but sometimes there are some good days in there as well. So it's really important to know, okay, I did this today, I, I rested, and I actually, my bladder actually feels better. So it is really important to know the side effects and then just keep a journal too and, and know that there maybe are other options. So just because your doctor writes for one thing, there could be something else that could be helpful as well. So, but also you sometimes have to give it some time too. That's very true. I know, that, I know that even like with dietary changes, a lot of times it may take even a few weeks um, to start really seeing a, a difference. And that's one thing that's so frustrating. And I know even with probably with MS and with women who have interstitial cystitis, it could take a, even years to feel better. Uh, I mean, I, I went through this for about 10 years. Now I'm finally feeling better um, and it's been I, I only know that I'm 17 years medication free because my a little over 17 years because my youngest just turned 17 so I went off all my medication when I when I became pregnant with him so I know it's 17 plus 17 years and nine months so but but it is a healing journey so it, yeah. it took me about 10 years to get to that point so really you have to give yourself time and I know it sounds like oh my gosh 10 years do I really want to wait 10 years but what if I never really made those changes to really improve my gut health, reduce inflammation, rest, I could maybe be 27 years now living in pain. So it really, you have to allow yourself time, you have to allow yourself grace, just keep moving forward and just hold on to that belief that it can, you can feel better. Yeah, and what you just said, hold on to the belief. Mm-hmm. And if it's not better in six months, what's my next alternative? Yes. And don't just rely on the doctor. You are living in that body. The doctor is not. The doctor is listening to the key words of what he's writing down. And also, I've learned, I want to see what you wrote during our discussion today. It's amazing from one doctor to another what they actually write down and what you said. Right, and I and I know, and, and I know this was a long time ago, so things may have changed. But like my case, it was so severe that I felt like my doctors were becoming very frustrated with me because nothing that we were trying was really working. So then, you know, and I've heard, talked to so many women who had this as well. Then they send me to a psychologist because they think that it's all in my head that um, yep. you know that I'm not really in pain. And then I even had the psychologist tell me. You know, I did some research, and I and I do think you're in pain, but I didn't think you were in pain either. And so you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I am in this horrific pain. I can barely live my life. 
and no one believes me. So Because on the outside, you yes. look normal unless you have a wheelchair, a walker, or, ca or cast on. Right. And, exactly. And that is judging the book by its cover, which is what we all in the world need to stop right now. Because you cannot feel someone else's physical pain. But when you right. have the same disease as somebody else, you can understand the pain and what they're going through and realize a way to help them to move forward and to share each other's stories. And I love that you brought that up because over 28 years of my life, plus I was told, you're healthy, you're fine, your blood work is great. You need a vacation. Right, exactly. And I mean, you're the same way I am. I mean, I, I looked like this when I was mm -hmm. in pain. I mean, I still had my makeup on. I mean, I was still raising my children. Don't right. And, and then people think like, oh, she's fine, you know. And then, you know, you just have to really advocate for yourself. Yeah, somebody, um, she's saying when she was in a wheelchair, they finally believed her. And I mean. They believed him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, and I even have. And um, that's so sad because. You know, he has an amazing life. I love him to death. And he has such a spirit about him. But his friends didn't believe him until he got so severe that the wheelchair is a part of his everyday life now. Mm -hmm. But he's living a much better, healthier life. But it's also that validation that we don't yes. get from the people we believe in and trust and we're told to never question, which are the doctors. But now life is starting to slowly change a little bit at a time. But you can't always just go to a doctor and assume they know what's best. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to be your best CEO in everything you do. And also the guilt that comes with living oh. with disease. I mean, I, I share this on my website. I mean... You know, I would say that I would cringe every time my husband said we had a business dinner to go to because I knew that meant me getting up and down off the table every 15 minutes to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, like, what are his colleagues thinking? And my, my boys play baseball, and they're like, Mom, did you see that hit? And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw it. And I, I didn't because I was in the bathroom, you know. And so you have tremendous guilt that you're not there for – your family members or the people around you or your loved ones, but you have to take care of yourself. You have to advocate for yourself too. Yeah, because if you are not 100%, how can you give love and support to everyone else around you when you're not doing it for yourself? Right, right. And so really also what I like to say is too, think of the things, not concentrate on what you don't do for your family, but you know, you may be there to read a bedtime story at night mm -hmm. or have long talks or, or whatever it may be. There are different ways that you can still give back even when you're not feeling well. Exactly. So, so I know that, that guilt can be very, very hard. Guilt is hard. And we all need to learn that we can only do what we are capable of doing at that time and point. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So Lisa, let's also talk about the natural vaginal lubricants. Yes. Um, that can help midlife. Hello, I'm going to be 55 next week. And <laughs> thank you. And yeah, we all need a little extra help of female menopause and going through yes. life. And you shouldn't be ashamed of it because 
we've all gone through it. Even centuries before us went through the struggles, but today we have the ability. So get, can you talk to us about the products, what yeah, they I do? Awesome. So Perfect. We're actually going to see it on Instagram. And one reason I get a lot of questions about this is a lot of people get more urinary tract infections the older that they get. And so they kind of think it's their imagination, but it really is not. So when you have that feminine dryness, it causes an environment where good bacteria can't thrive and the bad bacteria kind of take over. So I brought a few with me. Perfect. Um, and this one is Fabubadge. This one is actually formulated by a pharmacist who her mom had breast cancer, so she was looking for a more natural option. And this has fennel in it. So fennel is a uh, more of a natural type of estrogen. So this one is called Fabuvag, and so I really like this a lot. You can use this for daily use. Perfect. This one I actually just posted about yesterday, and I think this is so interesting. This is from Kindra, and has a little applicator, so you can actually insert it higher ah, up. Perfect. And uh, yeah, all they have all estrogen-free natural products. So um, if you look on my page, the Fulfilled Pharmacist, you'll see the Kindra. And I have a code for that. Um, I believe it's Lisa 20. This one, um, this product here, I'm going to share because this is Go Love CBD. Um, it is an intimate lubricant. This one here, I had so many women message me on. And even I have a lady um, who's in Europe. She um, is able to get it in there. They don't really send it to Europe, but she's able to get it through a friend. But this one is a CBD lubricant, so if, if there's any pain or you need to relax more before intimacy, this is a really great way to go because um, that one has the CBD in there for relaxation too. But, but definitely, you know, the um, feminine dryness really does play a role with having more increased urinary tract infections. And I know those with MS also have urinary tract issues. That's All the time, the time. men time. and women. Especially yeah. us women, we we have a lot of problems with being able to urinate or go to the bathroom because our brain, that part of our brain, has been completely turned into a massive hole of a lesion that is not repairable, and it's just it's very difficult. And I never knew why I was going through all of the symptoms of. I can't say menopause because I wasn't really at menopause at that point, but the symptoms of a female, and then I ended up having a hysterectomy. And I, I went from having everything happening to me, but being in chronic pain because of, you know, tumors, they're all um, benign, but they, they caused issues. But right after a hysterectomy at 41 years old, all of a sudden, things weren't working quite right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, great. This is how life is going to be. And it's been a difficult journey as a woman trying to find out what works for you. So I'm glad that your page gives us so much information on the women, the female body, the yes. of everything that happens. I know, and that's when I think this is when we kind of thought of, you know, talking about this because really so many menopausal symptoms are so unexpected. So for me, I, you know, I had heard about the hot flashes and the night sweats and the weight gain, but I had no idea 
the flat mood. I mean, I felt no mood. I mean, so I had to talk to my doctor about that. Like, what can we do here? Because I was just, that was just unexpected. And I still have, my kids are really spread in age. So I, I don't, I, I can't even remember how long ago it was actually that I had the hysterectomy. I think it was about six years ago, but my, my son was only like 11. I'd be driving home from school and just feeling really flat. And so I'm like, okay, we have to do something about this here. So, um, so definitely talk to your doctor. There are our, our options. And then our Kindra has a really great little quiz too that you can take and that helps you navigate some of your um, symptoms. Yeah, and symptoms can be tragic. Symptoms can make you feel like you've lost a piece of yourself. Yes. Like having problems being intimate when you are, whether you're autoimmune or not, when you go through menopause, you stop losing that drive. And it also, even though men don't actually have menopause, they have menopause, Right. They go through that same issue of drive as we do, just in a different form. So it's not just all about the women. It's all about the human body, man and woman, changing as we grow older. But it doesn't have to make you feel not needed, not wanted, not sexual, not you know wanting to be intimate with your partner if you actually follow the right things and listen to go to your doctor and say this is what's going on it's simple blood work but it's not the typical blood work that they do it's a huge right. amount of blood work that will actually tell you you're depleted in this you're depleted in estrogen you're depleted in help me out with these words because my ms is kicking in progesterone progesterone you're all of it i when i finally went three years ago and had a massive rollout of testing through a natural doctor, they're like, you have zero count of everything. No wonder why you're feeling like this. I went on compound mixtures that were registered for me and it took about a year to figure out what the levels I needed to be at. Right, and that, that brings up a really good point. So a lot of times natural medicine or functional medicine doctors will, you know, a lot of times they'll look at a middle range and, and see if you're in the middle range. So if you're high or if you're low and you're still in that range, they'll say, oh, you're okay. But a lot of times doctors, if you're in the lower range, more natural paths will get you up to a higher level. So if you, even if you're in the lower level of normal. Yeah, so I was zero. Yeah, customize it for you. Yeah, and th but then that comes back to what we were talking about earlier. You have to advocate for yourself and for your health and to move forward to understand the questions you need to ask. So right. once again, on your, on your Instagram, The Fulfilled Pharmacist, you give us so much in-depth in information that... You don't even have to go to the web. Just go to Lisa's page because oh, she literally breaks it down into such an easy form to understand and sends you into the right direction of what's going on. And I know that people like DM you and they're like, how do I handle this? Where do I go from here? And you're always there for them, which is absolutely incredible. And that's a part of giving back to your community and the love that you have of helping others. Well, I've always loved sharing health information, whether I'm in the pharmacy or out. So I, I absolutely love sharing on social media. So it's it's been wonderful. And I've met so many wonderful people here too, just like yourself. So 
I, but I, I love that you give hope to those with MS and, and you're so uplifting. So I think that's really important too. And really just living beyond the diagnosis. It is, it's truly is living beyond the diagnosis. And there have been people that have gone back in after a year or two of doing everything they need to do, but, but they get a diagnosis of you're clear. That's great. And that is actually one of the best days. So there's always a rainbow on the other side. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm honestly the type of girl who expects miracles. So I just look for little miracles all the time and expect them to happen. So I just say to everybody, expect miracles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And when you believe and you have that positive mindset, literally doors that you did not know you were ever going to achieve, the doors open and the, the it just falls right into your lap. And it makes your life so much better because you're not staying in that shutdown of, I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to get better. You can always get better. Even if it's 1%, 12%, 50%. It's all about mindset and what you feed your home, your home, your exactly. mind, your, your voice, your heart, your soul, your gut health. What you're putting into these bodies all around the world is going to show what you can achieve. Well, I agree with that. And I, I just want to share one of the biggest questions I usually get in my DMs is, can you eat whatever you want? So the interstitial cystitis nope. <laughs> diet is a very, very strict diet. It's, you know, no um, spicy foods, no fermented foods. I mean, the list goes on and no sugar, no alcohol, you, you name it, it's, it's on there. So it's a very, very restrictive diet. And so what I usually tell people is I'm very mindful of the diet still, but my goal was never to eat whatever I wanted. My goal was to live my life, to have a happy, healthy, fulfilled life where I could go hiking with my husband, go out to dinner, go to my children's performances, mm -hmm. you know, go to my son's destination wedding and dance on the dance floor and be able to do all that without worrying about my bladder. And what I was eating really is secondary. So, so really, as you said, it's all about the mindset. So even with someone with MS, you have, may have certain protocols that you have to do, but if you're still able to live your life, even if it is in a wheelchair and have that health, mm -hmm. happy, healthy life that you feel fulfilled, that's really the end goal. It's truly the end goal. It's the end goal of the world. It's the end goal of everything. It's the end goal of actually running an empire. It's, or it's the end goal of just being you comfortable in your surroundings and wherever you are. It's everyone has an end goal, but if everyone put that positivity of being your best advocate, the best you, then you can give back so much more to that end goal and share your journey with everybody else. Because you have an incredible story. I have a story. Everybody in the world has a story that needs to be told. And it's about taking it that one step and one day at a time. Mm -hmm. So true. Let's talk about, um, you know, an overhaul healthy lifestyle, which we've been talking about, 
but um, includes our daily routine. So I know I have a very strict daily routine. Mm -hmm. But if someone comes to you today and says, Lisa, I'm just, I've tried it all. I can't do this. I, I've been on this. I've been on that. I'm falling in the cracks of the, the floors. I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Then I'm feeling extremely happy. And then I'm feeling completely depressed. What, what are the five key things you can help somebody with? As a pharmacist, living in the medic, working in the medicine world, but also working in the non-medicine holistic world, and everything you've been through, what are your five key things that you focus on in your life? Well, the first thing that I started with was reducing toxins in my skincare and in my environment. That is my one absolute non-negotiable because sometimes I can't always control what I am eating or the air I'm breathing and basically as a toxin is anything that can't be used for energy so I don't have anything with parabens phthalates um, fragrance fragrance is a really big one for me and I know that is something that really can trigger autoimmune symptoms so really look at that because I've actually been really disappointed lately um, I picked up a few different things that look like they were organic products and they had perfume in them so sometimes it will be more of a natural essential oil, but definitely look at perfumes because sometimes things that look to be natural definitely um, can have perfume in them. And I've talked to a lot of ladies who have had bladder flares right after a bath, that type of thing. So really definitely look at the toxins in what you're putting on your skin. Your skin is your largest organ and even like your cleaning supplies, anything like that. Um, from there, I went to going gluten and dairy free. So gluten and dairy can be very inflammatory to the body, uh -huh. especially um, both of those things. And sometimes it seems kind of like a, a trend or a fad, but I, I'm Italian. So my parents were appalled when I went gluten free because they're like, you grew up on pasta. But honestly, I have had such gut issues my entire life. I always say I could barely even sit through high school. My stomach was just always horrible mm. but really going gluten-free helped a lot and and same thing you need to give it maybe several weeks I've talked to quite a few people who say oh I tried going gluten-free for two or three days nothing map you know didn't help give it at least six weeks and going gluten-free or dairy-free doesn't mean going out and buying a bunch of processed foods that are gluten-free I try to just eliminate the gluten so if I'm having a hamburger I'll just put it on top of a salad Something like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, go ahead. And and then just really just increasing those fruits and vegetables, um, helping with getting all those toxins out, pushing out the toxins, eliminating twice a day as we talked about hydration for the same reason. And for those who have bladder issues, a lot of times it's hard to drink a lot of water. I am completely guilty of this, but if you drink slowly through the day. Um, then your body absorbs it more on a cellular level than if you drink it all at one time, where then it's going to be flushed out. So drinks. Well, yeah, you're going to fill your bladder up and you're going right. to have to get it all out. Yeah, it is much better to drink it throughout the day. At least if, if you have to, I try to drink at least 16 to 24 ounces of water a day. Yeah, that's great. At I least. Know. And it also also counts in when you're doing a protein shake. That That is water you're making your protein shake with. And then following up with another bottle of 
water helps that protein get into your bloodstream, helps it with your gut, gets it moving. Also, it's great for your skin. And yes, absolutely. Unbelievable. I mean, I used to be coffee, 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 soda, 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 you name it. I was the junk food junkie until I got diagnosed. And then my entire world changed. But then it's changed in the way that I eat five more times over the years because my body is like, okay, you can't have any more of that. You're having a reaction. You can't have any more of that. You're having another reaction. And then finding out I have colitis, well, there you go. That's like a whole nother new world of how I have to nourish me. But then it, I either do it the right way or I live in pain. Right. And, and that's, that's the same thing for me, too, because, you know, it can be very frustrating because a lot of the things that are, you know, healthy for you, women who have um, interstitial cystitis can't do, you know, mm -hmm. like lemon water or apple cider vinegar and different things that are, or green drinks, you know, it's going to be just too much vitamin C for the bladder, too much bladder irritation. So it can be frustrating, but I do what I can. So I can reduce sugar. That's something that's good for my health that I can do. The other thing that I really am a big firm believer in, and this came about after my mother-in-law's Alzheimer's diagnosis is not eating after dinner. So, um, giving your brain time to rest after dinner and not worry about digesting food really helps clear that amyloid protein that can cause cognitive decline. So that's another big one. And the other thing is just really being open to um, suggestions. That's one thing I would have to say is I was always very open to whatever was suggested to me, you know, somewhat within reason. But, you know, if I went to a healer who was saying, you know, take a half hour to rest a day, I would do that. Or, um, you know, different herbal supplements, you know, maybe give them a try. Be, be open, even if you say, okay, I've done my research on this and I don't think it's going to work, but just be open. So like when you're saying the Prevenex really helped me, don't go in with, oh, I don't, you know, it helped Don Marie, but it may not help me. Be, be open to, to what other people are sharing is really important too. Yeah, and, and do your own research. Like, if you don't yes. believe me, then, you know, I mean, Prevenex is a, it, it's a 100% guarantee. After 21 days, if you don't see a difference and don't feel better, you get your money back. I mean, who does that? Not any other companies. That's how and how amazing this product is. And it has truly changed my life. And helped me get stronger and more vibrant and more my skin. I mean, I had great skin before, but my skin now is even better. It's just everything about it is just amazing. So I, for me, that is what works for me 100% right now, living a healthy life and eating yes. a very good healthy meal at the end of the day. Yes. No, that's amazing. But will it work for everybody else? That's up to them to decide and move forward. I can only give, like you, we can only give the advice of what works for us at the current point in time in our life. And we can also give the advice of what did not work for us at that current point in time in life. And we're all individuals. None of us are the same, not even a twin. So you have to really believe and listen to your body because your body is like your car 
people listen to their cars and take care of the cars better than their bodies. If the little red light goes on and it says, you need an oil change, they pick up the phone immediately and bring their car in. But what if your body and your stomach is blowing up and you're in pain and you've been in pain for years, but you haven't done anything about it? Why is your car more important than this? Right. Absolutely. Well, we have red lights. And the red lights are you're swelling, you're gaining weight, you're losing your vision. It could be a speech issue. It could be stroke, heart, diabetes, multiple sclerosis. The list just goes on. Those are red lights. That is your car, our engine of our brain, flashing that red light at you that something is wrong. And we were never, ever in any generation taught this until the last 10 years. Yes, there's a little meme or something like that that says, you know, your body will whisper before it screams. And, and even for myself, mm -hmm. when I try to stray really far off the interstitial cystitis diet, you know, I'll feel a little twinge here and there. And it's like, okay, Lisa, you're done. Go back to, you know, not eating the spicy foods or, or, or whatever it may be. And, and everybody will have their own triggers. But, um, yeah, you definitely have to listen to your body. And yeah. even, you know, with stomach issues, like you were saying, bloating, you know, oh. if, if you're eating too many beans and or whatever it may be and you cause bloating, then don't have the beans, you know. Yeah. You have to listen. You got to listen to your body. You got your body is your car. It's your engine. It's how you travel. It's if your body is not working, you can't do all those things. So, yeah, absolutely, 100%, both of us dealing with autoimmune. And yes. I, I really would love to find out that true, I can't say that word, statistics on how many people in the world have autoimmune. I know, I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm going to look it up too because I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least 89%. Well, I remember doing the blog post several years ago about, it was, it was the title of it was something about, you know, autoimmune, the new, you know, world crisis or something like that. I mean, just more and more people are having autoimmune. And I think it's just really due to a lot of it is environmental too, just all the different mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. toxins and toxicity and how our bodies react to it. it how food is raised, how it's produced. Um, I don't shop in any aisle of the grocery store. I, I only shop on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. It fits in a box. I'm not getting it. Yeah. But that's me. My body can't handle it. Somebody else can. So that's why I'm saying no one can run your life but you. Right. Period. Mm -hmm. And no one can drive your personal car, not the actual car. No one can drive this body but you. Well, and I think it's also, you know, what you want to get out of it too because you know, it may be more convenient to buy that box of macaroni and cheese or whatever it may be that has gluten, but you say to yourself, is it, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? Is it worth the pain? Yeah. Yeah. The pain from colitis or a flare of autoimmune symptoms or whatever it is. And, and for me, going back to eating whatever I wanted, it, it's just not worth it at all. No, I, I had pasta for the first time on Friday night. I was home for three days looking like I was nine months pregnant. And my yes. body was like, hell, don't do that again. Like, I'm going to punish you now. And it, I literally, 
I took pictures of my stomach and I was from being flat to a nine month pregnant belly of inflammation and it's still swollen and it's going to take me an entire week to get over that one meal. I know. We used to have a pizza oven at my last... I have a pizza oven at this house, too. We haven't used it yet. We just put it in. But I was originally, for myself, making the gluten-free pizza. And somebody's like, oh, just enjoy the pizza. Go ahead and have the pizza with everyone else. The combination of the gluten and the dairy on that pizza, same thing. It was like a week's worth of... Pain. ...stomach issues. Yeah, it's not even worth it. No, it's not worth it. And then you don't want to leave the house, and you're grumpy, and you're miserable, and you're making everyone else miserable in the house. So right. why, why? Like, just question the why, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. So how about um, reducing sugar to help improve bladder health? So we're, we can talk about like the drinks and the food, but I think the number one thing that people really need to understand is the things that say sugar-free are not actually sugar-free. Right. There are other chemicals in there that are hurting you. Yes, yes. A lot of different preservatives and yeah. alcohols and different different things. And then but- also, I'm not going against the sugar companies, guys, but I'm just trying to raise awareness to situations. Stevia, all those extra sugars that came out when they were saying, sugar's not good for you, take this. Guess what? You're just basically putting formaldehyde in your body. You're, you're preserving your body already before you're dead. Go back to the pure sugar cane. Right. And, and a lot of people don't realize that sugary foods and sugary drinks really can cause increased symptoms of overactive bladder, bladder pain. And also, it's a food for bacteria. So anybody who has your chronic urinary tract infections, urinary tract infections, definitely want mm-hmm. to eliminate sugar. So when you have too much sugar... Your, um, it, it's converted to glucose, and if it's too much, your kidneys can't necessarily process. handle that, process that. So then it makes you thirstier than usual. You're drinking more, and then you are urinating more. So it's this vicious cycle when you have the sugary foods and drinks that you will keep urinating more and more frequently. So um, what about natural sugars from foods? The, I'm yeah, talking that's about added yeah. sugar. But I will say that I have um, talked to several ladies who had either a vegan or vegetarian diet, and they were experiencing chronic UTIs. And so they had more fruits in their diet than Mm -hmm. um, vegetables. And so even they had to really limit, um, you know, like bananas are high in sugar, uh, dried fruits are high in sugar. So those are fine if you're not experiencing any issues with them as far as overactive bladder or you know, that bladder pain, um, natural sugars and foods. But if it's um, something... Miriam! Uh, I, I don't hear any noise in the background. <laughs> but um, but we're, I'm really talking about added sugar from foods, but definitely look at you are experiencing chronic UTIs. Even the natural sugars are something to look at and prevent. So blueberries, bladder-friendly, um, low in sugar, that's what I recommend. I do have an entire list of foods to avoid on on, on your Instagram page and your website. Yeah, Instagram website ditchbladderpain.com. So those are all the foods to avoid if you do have bladder irritation. And even if you've had uh, several different UTIs and your bladder's irritated or having bladder irritation from MS, there are definitely foods to avoid. So you can find all those foods on my website. 
Yes, and it it's, it helps. Believe me, go yeah. to go to the fulfilled pharmacist Instagram. I will have everything on this interview and on the podcast for Apple and Spotify that you can go to Lisa's site and actually see all the things that you should be doing and you should not be doing. And it's it's tried and true because she's actually lived it and breathed it. But once again, we all are 100% different. And it may work 80% for you. It may work 100% for you. But even if you are at your worst and it's increased by 30%, that 30% is worth going for it to better your health. And and, and honestly, when you're presented with this diet, it really can be so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I break everything down. So, you know, lemon is one thing to avoid. So I'm like, go to your cupboard, anything that's like a lemon seasoning, a lemon pepper, remove it. So I I take you step by step by step in my free um, ebook on how to do this. So, so very, very helpful. And in a simple way that is not overwhelming. So let's um, get back a little bit to the midlife crisis issues of females. There is hope. There are solutions. You can feel sexy again. Just because you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, you can feel alive and be your best at that age moving forward in your life with or without autoimmune. Because you're going to go through it. It is the it is nature's natural way of kind of aging us and depleting us. But in today's world and society, we are living longer than what nature intended us to live and when man first started. So don't believe that the end is here. And don't believe that there is no choice. And you're not sexy anymore and you're not handsome anymore or whatever your body is experiencing. There are chemical compounds that are natural and then there are natural things to help you also increase your midlife moving forward as a beautiful, strong female and as a handsome, powered male. So it's on both sides of the spectrum. And just because yes. you have gray hair doesn't mean your life is over. My whole head is gray. I just color it black every three weeks. Yeah, um, <laughs> and my personality, I'm still a kid. I might be turning 55 next week, but I still live and laugh like a kid. I know, and it's funny because I, you know, when I close my eyes, I still think of myself as 24. And, you know, I'm going to be 56 in a few months. But it's um, here in town, I have a great group of women that I've met through Instagram. We actually call ourselves the Southwest Pro-Age Women. And that's what it's all about, really, for me. It's it's pro-aging. It's not only living that long life, but a long, healthy, and fulfilled life. And that's why it's so about disease prevention. So really, Mm -hmm. just preventing that disease through... The reducing the sugar, reducing the toxins, the gut health, the mindset, the experiencing joy. I mean, even for myself, and I know in reading your book, also, I mean, just allowing myself to feel joy. There were so many years that I was like, okay, if I feel this joyous, 
the next shoe going to drop. But do one thing a day. I mean, the best things in life are free. The go best, for a walk. yeah. Yeah, go for a walk, have a cup of tea, call a friend. Um, you know, even sometimes I'll find myself, you know, commenting on your posts or my other friends' posts, and I'm like literally smiling because especially this time with COVID and not really mm -hmm. seeing our friends, the connection even through social media, as much as people will think, oh gosh, this is just social media, there really is a great way to connect here. There is, and we're doing it right now. And this is actually a, a free platform where you can actually sit down and I can pick up, who do I want to talk to? FaceTime with them for free right here. And literally cry my eyes out or let's talk about this. How are you feeling today? What are you doing differently that can help me? And even though we are in an isolated world, the world does not have to feel isolated. There are always ways to get around it. Yes. To get the job done. Yes, I agree. So, you know, lean on your friends. Lean on people you don't know. Reach out to a complete stranger today. What is their story? Tell me. I want to know. How, where did you learn to do this? Or how did you find the courage to do that? Because... These are all the questions we question ourselves in, which we don't need to. We yeah, have the capability to just live life to its fullest, 100%. Well, actually, you know, the, the biggest way to bring a smile to your own face is to bring one to what someone else is. So really, I'd love that today, just even message one of your friends that you met here on Instagram. Yeah. Say, hey, I love following you. I'm so happy to be connected here. And just, you know, lift them up and, and that will bring a smile to your own face as well. Exactly. And, you know, um, COVID will end. Co you know, COVID is another um, virus that is in the world. And I, I see it ending soon. Um, but if you are fearful of going out and you're fearful of your own health because of autoimmune, then make that judgment for yourself of, do I want to risk the fear of me feeling scared? Mm -hmm. If you're that fearful, don't go out. Have things delivered to your door. Live the best life you can indoors. If you feel like, okay, it is a virus. It, it could push me to my limit. Or I could survive it like I've survived every other virus. Because I'm filling my body with the proper nourishment and building up my autoimmune system with the nourishment that my body needs to be stronger to move forward. I agree. So don't live in the fear of where we are today. Use this time to build the mindset to move forward without fear. And you know, it's funny because my husband and I, um, we bought this little adventure van and we've lived in Arizona, you know, since we were young, I was 12, my husband was like 13 when he moved here. We were high school sweethearts. And we're seeing parts of the state that we've never seen before. Yeah. Because we're just taking these little day trips and, you know, hiking and we're by ourselves. So, you know, we're safe. Um, but, but it, you know, we even said that next time we're going to just even bring food with us so we don't even have to stop anywhere. So, you know, just do what you can to feel safe yeah. or take a walk or whatever whatever it may be but i know it, it it's hard because it's um it's been a year now and it's funny because 
I know it's exactly a year because my sister has a charity here in town, um, the Happily Ever After League, that has a beautiful fairy tale tea that's like the highlight of Phoenix mm -hmm. here. And I had so many of my friends who live in town that I met on Instagram. We had two tables last year, it was March 1st. And so I have not really seen anybody for a year. And yeah, that, exactly. That we could connect here um, on social media. Yeah, and March 3rd last year, I was doing a photo shoot and all of a sudden they're talking about, I didn't even hear about it yet. And right. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> So yeah, we've all, we have survived the year and the ones that have not survived, my father also passed away from COVID, Sorry about but that. he also had autoimmune issues. He had um, uh, cancer of the colon and so he was already weakened right? and then put into a nursing home and then, you know, life took over and could he, things have changed? Possibly. Was I there at that moment to help it all? No. But it, our discussion today is all about taking care of us and living with autoimmune and doing the best we can every single day and not giving up. Right. Right? So with all of that, the mindset of self-care is within your hands. Yes. And if you can help other people, then help them. And if they can help you, open your heart and mind and let them help you. Don't shut the barrier or door down of being your best CEO and best advocate of your life. Yes, and I, I think you bring up a good point because a lot of times we don't want to take for ourselves, but in the flow of life, if you want, you can't always just give, you have to be able to receive too. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to help you, if they want to reach out and, and say, you know, your information is amazing on Instagram, whatever, take it graciously, say thank you, you yeah. know, um, and, and, and accept that love from other people as well. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always been love, joy, and hope, right? Yeah. So let's exactly. just continue to put love, joy, and hope every day in the mindset and when you first get up, the first thing you should be thinking of is a positive word. And mine is, I get up, I walk to the mirror, and I literally have, however bad I'm feeling, or however horrible I look, or whatever my body is shooting at me, I remind myself and my brain and my thought and my heart, I love you, Dom Marie. And right there, when I get to the I love you, Dom Marie, I smile, which sends a signal to my brain that... I love myself and I'm going to do everything in my path that day to be my best self. So instead of waking up saying, it's a rainy day. Okay, if it's a rainy day, plan your day around the rainy day. Put on your rain boots and go out like you were a kid and go stomp in the puddle. Or put your best movies in and make yourself laugh all day long. Or cuddle up with a blanket, light the fire, have some tea, read a good book. You don't have to live in the negative. None of us have to live in the negative. It's all about mindset. None of us have to live in 100% pain. There are solutions. Western and Eastern medication. Yes. I agree. One of my favorite quotes is from a book called Mind Over Medicine, and it's from a doctor, Lisa Rankin. And the quote is something of, 
I don't believe in Eastern medicine. I don't believe in Western medicine. I believe in what is best for the patient. And so that's why I like to even share on my page, there is no shame, there is no guilt, and if you are taking medications, that if you need them, that is what they're there for. So, so it's really a marriage of what is best for you. I love that you just and, said that. It is a marriage, mm -hmm. which is so true. Yeah. It's taking two worlds and blending them together to make the best to you. Yes. And never be ashamed of anything that goes on with you. For years, I lived in depression. For years, I lived in fear. For years, I lived with, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. For years, I was told, really? You think you can do that? For years, I was like, never feeling like I was up and able to do anything because I was living with a disease I was not aware of. I was constantly depressed. But I always put on that face that my mother said, put on your smiling face and get the job done. That's what I did. But on the inside, I was just depleted of everything within me. Today, I can honestly say I'm living the best life I've ever had. That's wonderful. With another disease. That is uncurable. But yeah. it's not going to stop me. Well, like you said, it, it is all the mindset and, and do what you have to do for yourself. So for me, it's all about reading, you know, um, inspirational, motivational books really help me to stay on track. So every morning I wake up and really the way you start your morning, as you said, yeah. and, I, and I love how you say good morning. I, I love you. Because, because I found the book through you. I read Dr. Shana Shapiro's book. Good Amazing morning. book. Everyone yes. else needs to get yes. that book. Love it. Um, but that is the type of thing that I have to do as well. So for me, before I get started with my day, you know, greeting my family, whatever, I get up a little bit earlier. I go into my office where I am now and I journal a little bit. I read a little bit. I have some meditation, quiet time. It's not really, when I say meditation, it's really just a few minutes of just quiet time prayer. But really do what you have to do. So for me, I have to be engulfed in um, self-development, mm -hmm. positive reading, um, there's a, another little saying that goes something like self-development is like bathing. You have to do it daily. And so right? really you have to do it every single day. Now for someone else, it may be gratitude journaling. It may be taking that walk in, in nature and being quiet, whatever it is. Or working out at the gym, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But do what it is that works for you to stay on that positive mindset with, I, and it really, I had heard once, and I really like to think of it this way. It's not really positive thoughts or negative thoughts because you don't want to judge your thoughts, but it's thoughts that don't serve you. So for me to stay away from thoughts that don't serve me, I need my quiet time in the morning. I love that. Stay mm -hmm. away from the thoughts that don't serve They're you. These are so many major keywords that we have said and key phrases throughout this entire interview mm -hmm. that can help anybody in the world. Yes. In any language. So we can all benefit from listening to this podcast, listening to rewatching this video live podcast right here. 
it will stay on my page. Watch it as many times as you need. If you know someone is suffering from autoimmune or has questions or dealing with any of the diseases we have spoken about with um, Lisa and her knowledge over 30 years of being a pharmacist and living and going back and forth on what she had to do to get through her life. Share this podcast, this page, the live one, to anybody. Download it on Spotify or Apple. Send it to a friend that you know, maybe it's not listening to you because you're too close to that person, mm -hmm. but will listen to this and realize, oh, okay, I'm going to actually write that down. I'm going to write that down. And live with Marie and talking with Lisa on your Instagram and your website, these are all places you can go for help. Yes. And we're here to help. And if I can't help you, I'm going to send you to someone that can help you. And I know, Lisa, you do the same thing. Yes, absolutely. And, and the thing is, and I'm sure the same with you, the interstitial cystitis community is so small and tight and I'm sure the same with the MS community so if I don't have an answer to something there's someone who maybe practices more herbalism that does know a question you know mm -hmm. I can ask them or I have so many different ladies who are um, physicians that I am friends with on Instagram who are pelvic pain experts yeah I can ask them a question so yes definitely um, reach out to either Don Marie or I and we can certainly help yeah through our network of, of people that we know help in any different way. I know that, but you also built a beautiful network of Tiny Life Changes yes. women's group that I love because you you linked us all into a, a DM. And there's days that I read it and I'm like, okay, I read it. And then there's days I go back and I'm like, whoa, wait, I got to go back. And I read even more information and I go to their website and I get my answer. But we've all, you built this amazing community of all of us joined in and it's a community of love and sharing and really hope is. and we just need more of this. So send Lisa a message today of looking at her Instagram, the fulfilled pharmacist and go from there and she will direct you to wherever you need to go if she can't help you. Talk to her about maybe being a part of the group. You never know. Um, get her book, Tiny Life Challenges. T wait, yes. Tiny Life Changes. Tiny, sorry. Tiny, Tiny Life, Life Changes. Changes. Um, it's a beautiful little book. And just remember, and you can inspire the world through what you've gone through. You could have the perfect life and not have ever dealt with any autoimmune disease. So share what you've done and help us that do live with autoimmune diseases move forward with the guidance of what you can do. Anyone that has suffered, share your story, whether it is from autoimmune, from tragic death, from childhood trauma, from life right now of done with being stuck in a house and wearing a mask to wanting to travel the world again. We all need each other's support 100%. And this is a free platform. Use it for the good and yes. move forward in life. Absolutely. 
So Lisa, is there anything else you would love to tell our audience that we did not go over the five lists here while, before we leave? Um, I think that's everything. I think that we covered a lot of different things, a lot with mindset too, which I don't think we had thought we were going to do, which I, I love. I love talking about that. So I, I think, um, as I said, you can reach out to me. I'm the Fulfilled Pharmacist. My website is ditchbladderpain.com. I have a free 35-page ebook there. Um, say goodbye to bladder pain in five easy steps, which those steps are also pertinent to anybody who has an overactive bladder as well. So, so I would love to connect with you. Yeah, and you also go do recipes and cooking like demonstrations too, which I love. And I just launched it my YouTube channel, so I'm super, super excited about that. So I, um, I have a YouTube uh, coming out, I believe today or tomorrow. I do have somebody helping me with that because I'm not. A I need help. I can't do my YouTube. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, my uh, friend can help you. He, um, the topic for this week is going to be really a good one. It's what to include in your overnight bag if you're traveling, if you have bladder issues. So it's a really good one. That will be a great YouTube one. Let me know when it's up, and I'll post it on my story for them to go watch your oh, YouTube. Yeah, yes, you know. that would I'll be great. You know. Well, I can't thank you all enough for watching all of my Live with Domery podcasts and supporting the Multiple Sclerosis Foundations of our warriors, supporting each other, and sharing the love and the joy in life. And if you're looking to be a guest on Live with Domery and you have a story that can help the world or help one person, send me your small story through a DM and I'll get back to you. And we can clean and heal the world together. So thank you for watching. And I appreciate all of your love and support. Thank you, Don Marie. Thank you. Have a great day. And I look you forward too. to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.